0: It's amazing to meet you. It is simply extraordinary. Maybe this will all make sense if I explain who I am. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple, and I'm a psychiatrist. My work concerns a particular type of delusion of grandeur. It's a growing field. Specialize in those individuals who believe they are superheroes. <laughs> Good for you. The three of you've convinced yourselves you have extraordinary gifts like something out of a comic book. David Dunn, the only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago. What do you do? I'm in security. You think you have superpowers? It's a feeling. Vision. I have to touch them. You believe you are a protector. My name is Patricia. I have no question, there are two dozen identities I'm Mary Reynolds Por favor, senora We almost got you, bro That live in that body with you The beast is coming any minute now for you guys But what I am questioning is your belief That you are something more than human And yet, it is true Fans Not Experts Movie Month It's my sixth year doing movie month 30 movies, 30 days 30 podcasts that you get to listen to Fans Not Experts Movie Month It's my sixth year doing movie month 30 movies, 30 days 30 podcasts that you get to listen to, including this one right here. But wait, one more time. Fans Experts, like like movie month. It's my sixth year doing movie, movie month. 30 movies, 30 days, 30 podcasts that you have the pleasure of listening An to. episode is about to start right now episode is about to start right now the theme song is fading out because an episode is starting right now. hello my friends hello it's June 2nd and I'm already pulling out my terrible Neil Diamond impression ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages here we are again day two of fans not experts movie month Where today, I watched a movie. In fact, I watched this movie a few hours ago. And I haven't had a chance to record or talk about it until now. Many, many, many years ago, I rented a movie with my girlfriend and her mom. I think it was just the three of us. Um, She's now my wife and my mother-in-law. Not the same person, two different people. Um, And I was excited for it because it was the follow-up to The Sixth Sense, the big blockbuster movie by M. Night Shyamalan, Unbreakable. And I remember them not caring too much about the movie and me thinking it was amazing and loving it. And like, oh my God, this is basically like the origin story of a superhero. And it's funny I say origin story because the quote that I used from uh, this movie today that I posted in on Twitter references that this was an origin story, and I saw that quote before I watched the movie, so I thought, oh, that's a curious quote. This must be like the real beginning of of um, Bruce Willis's character, or the real beginning of um, James McAvoy's character. Maybe it's the origin of a villain, or or. Uh, I know that Sam Jackson's character is, is back because the the movie is titled after his character. Maybe it's the um, you know the supervillain, the super the super genius, the evil genius. Maybe it's his origin story. Um, and I'll get to it because turns out it was none of those, none of theirs, none of theirs. But let's kind of quickly get caught up to speed. So, basically, nineteen years ago, there was Unbreakable, where. Uh, Bruce Willis discovers that he has super strength and superpowers, really strong, impervious to, um, to being hurt. Uh, the only weakness, it seemed to be, was water. And when he touches people, he could kind of envision um, something they've done or, or get visions to help him kind of save people. And I always wanted a sequel to that. But we never got one. Years and years later... M. Night Shyamalan comes out with a little movie called Split, where James McAvoy plays a character with all these different, um, multiple personalities. And he played it brilliantly. And it was a really small movie, you know, that, um, he kidnaps these girls. One of the girls survives. Um, and he keeps talking about, like, James McAvoy keeps talking about the beast, the beast. You don't want to see the beast. And you figure it's just another personality. And it is, but it, it, it's one where he actually physically changes, where he gets bigger, stronger, more muscular, his veins are popping out, and he can he gets super strength of his own. And um, the movie ends with the girl escaping, and this James McAvoy character is um, kind of on the run. And the movie ends, and they're in a diner showing a news report of this, and the diner just kind of pans over to the people sitting at the diner, and there you look. And there you see Bruce freaking Willis, and I and I, I think he was wearing something kind of jacket that showed who he was. Um, I have to admit, I was pretty, I was kind of spoiled on that one. I did, um, I I don't know if it was my brother who tweeted it or I saw something about Bruce Willis split, and I was just like, oh, I don't want to know, I don't want to know. But I I didn't have the full story, but I knew something like that was coming. So seeing that um, this was tied into Unbreakable and that all of a sudden we're going to get a third movie where it brings him, Bruce Willis, James McAvoy together with Sam Jackson, who was back in Unbreakable, together, um, I was thrilled as a geek. Uh, in the movie, When the movie came out, I was all excited. I said, I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to read anything. I want to go see this movie, and I never did. And it didn't get the greatest reviews didn't get the greatest uh rotten tomato score the the movie kind of came and went and without a ton of fanfare i'm not sure how it did at the box office um i think it did okay i think it actually did do pretty good but i, I don't know that for a fact um but it um i was definitely still excited to see it but you know there was there was no um Nobody that I could get to go see or I never brought it up and uh there's a motorcycle driving by outside. And um you know, they like I at one point I'm like, Well, I guess I could just wait till June and I did, and here I am, and I wasn't spoiled and that also was like well there was nothing huge that that got out, so maybe nothing huge happened. Um and there was, you know, an ending that had I mean a twist. You know, you always say the Shyamalan twist, you're looking for his twist in all his movies. Um, and there was a bit of a twist and then a twist to that twist. So um, I, I, I found the movie uh, satisfying, found it uh, enjoyable. There were things in it that I, th- that, you know, I was like, okay, this is a little bit much, um, but let's just talk about it. So, the movie starts with James McAvoy's character again with four new cheerleaders, four new girls tied up. Um, he has them, and we know that these girls are missing. No, no one knows where they are or who has them. And we we see that Bruce Willis is still out um, being his superhero guy. They, you know, they had different names from like the green something because of his because he always wore a raincoat. Just out of the water, the tiptoe man or tiptoe, that was a weird one—and uh, then the overseer, and that was the one that seemed to stick more. And he goes out and does patrols. He basically says, "I'm going to go for a walk, son." He and his son uh, now run a um, a uh, surveillance—not a surveillance—home um, security security firm, uh, and the son kind of when when. Dad goes out to uh, run, you know, walk, quote-unquote, to go out patrolling. His son stays back and, you know, checks in with him on the micro- on a com- communication device, probably just a cell phone or a two-way radio, and uh, also uses his computer just to kind of keep, you know, what's up with cops and all these things. Basically, like superheroes have that person back at base who, who oversees things. Um, the overseer has an overseer of his own. And what I thought was... The coolest thing was that his son is the same actor who played his son in Unbreakable. Um, I don't recognize the guy that much, but I but I looked at him like, you know, who is this guy? Could it be the same actor? Um, because I didn't recognize him all that much. They didn't put someone with a rec, you know like a a face that was that recognizable in it. And, um, you know, it's not like he has acted since then. It's not like he just did that. And this. sometimes they do that. And the actors, you know, you can see they haven't acted in a long time, but, um, same kid. He did a, he did a fine job. And so that to me, that brought it, I don't know, that just made the connection that much more, uh, Robin Wright Penn was his, or Robin Wright was his wife in unbreakable and she had since passed away. So that's how they write her out. Um, but he's out patrolling uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, was a cameo. He likes to do that. Uh, I think as a nod to Hitchcock, he was a cameo of the guy, the customer inside the, uh, the home security store. He's like, let your dad go for a walk. You know, I think it's David Dunn is his name, which again, is very um, superhero. David Dunn, uh, Clark Kent, uh, Bruce Banner, Um uh, Peter Parker, they love alliteration in superhero kids. Now, not everybody, not everybody. Bruce Wayne, there you go, boom. But uh, Lois Lane, boom, I'm back. Um so he goes out for a walk, he kind of just brushes up against all these guys. They they had a they had an idea that all these um all these kidnappings were happening in a certain location and it's close to this location, so they uh, surmise that maybe if he walked around these blocks, he'd run into someone who knew something or saw something. Literally, run into them. So he's walking through and brushing through, you know, construction workers and doesn't see anything. And then we see James McAvoy's character. I think this was his hip hop character. Uh, Brushed by, he's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, man." Um, and he touches him, and Bruce Willis gets this. Vision of four girls tied up in a red brick uh, building, and the guy takes off. And Bruce Willis realizes this is going this way. This guy's going that way. He goes off to save the, to save the girls, and James McAvoy's character comes back. This time he's the Beast, the Beast, and they have a you know a fight, a superhero fight. Bing, bang, boom. The girls get away. One of them gets a broken arm, but they all live. And as the fight happens. Uh, the fight leads outside and then all these, boom, 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 all these lights come on and all these bullet, these guns are pointed at them and the police are there or some sort of police are there uh, with Sarah Paulson, who is the psychiatrist who is going, who wants to, who has them for three days to overlook, to overlook, to look at them and to study them uh, before anything else happens to them. She has three days to deal with them. Now, I wonder if that is even, that part is even a lie. So, she has them in this facility where she has Bruce Willis's character under um, in a room where water could shoot on him, because she says he believes that water will hurt him. She has uh, uh, James McAvoy's character in a room with these lights that, if the light if the strobe goes off, he kind of has a it 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 crashes his character so that it um, another. Uh, personality pops out. Nothing else. There's no chains. There's no, there's nothing there. There's no no gates. It's just, you open the door and there's the lights. Um, So that was a little weird. It it was a little like, okay, that's how he gets out. He has a door with a window on it and Bruce Willis has a giant steel door. Um, So, at the same time, she has those two guys there. Conveniently, she has Samuel L. Jackson's character in the same place. Now, it kind of makes sense in the end because this was all planned. I'm spoiling this. I hope you've seen it. But she brings them all together. Sam, Jack- Sam Jackson's character is is in a catatonic state or appears to be in a catatonic state. They don't know if they buy it or not. They, some guys they, you know, mess around with him and threaten to break his legs. He doesn't budge. He doesn't move. He doesn't. His mother comes and sees him, and I thought it was funny. I read that the woman who played his mother is actually five years younger than Sam Jackson. His mother comes to see him. They, um, She talks to him. He doesn't break this catatonic state at all. So we, you, you assume he's not in one. You assume he's going to break out soon. Um, so she brings them all into a room and has a therapy session, basically, with them where she says, I'm a psychiatrist, I'm a doctor, and my, my area of expertise is dealing with people who are mentally mentally ill and believe that they have special powers, and she starts to explain to him, you know, to to David Dunn, you know, what you do. You could have seen the red brick on his pants and and made two and two. You could have really good intuition. You could be like mentalists or or, or magicians where you think you're you're visioning something, but in truth, you're just you're just um, intuitioning, which I don't think is a word. Uh, and, you know, you think you're afraid of water. Maybe something happened to you when you were a child, and he has a memory of almost drowning as a child. He, she basically, and then she says to James McAvoy, you think that, you know, you have all these personalities, and there's one that's a beast, but he just, who says he has superhuman strength? I mean, you... We found evidence of you studying rock climbing. We found, you know, the bars that were bent were really old. We found the, the bullets and the guns were, were really, really old. And you know, the, the bullets could have just fragmented all these things could have um, explanations that aren't the supernatural. And I deal with a lot of people who you aren't the only ones who think that you're special and think you have these special powers. And, they kind of doubt it. They, you know, like James McAvoy's different personalities are doubting whether the beast is real, whether the beast is, is as special as they think he is. Uh, Bruce Willis's character is starting to doubt, you know, what if he isn't what he is. Um, now, at the same time, uh, his son is kind of trying to research. And it's weird that um, they think like the the thing that was weird is the comic book. Aspect, which as much as I love the comic book aspect of things, um, you know, I think maybe okay, maybe they visited Sarah Paulson first, and she was telling them, "Look, they think they're in, they think they're in a comic book, and that's not real." And comic books, comic books, comic books. They they put enough of comic books in their head that for some reason, now the girl who was kidnapped by James McAvoy, um, she finds out that he was caught. And she actually wants wants to go see him and visit him and talk to him a little, um, but she also and she tries to get a little breakthrough for of him, um, and then at the same time, Sam Jack, I mean Bruce Willis's son wants to come and talk uh, about his dad and saying he you know he he this isn't real he should be out this isn't this he doesn't think these things, um, and then for some reason they both go to a comic book store. And both research, I guess comic books that was to me a little like what what what's going on here?" And she happens to pick up a comic book that shows a guy bending bars, so maybe she thinks I don't know that it could be real and um she she has this theory that comic books have been around oh Superman didn't fly in the first episode in the first issues, and comic books are could be just you know recordings of of historical events, how people have seen them or, or things that people have noticed and they've just been recorded in comic books, which I like that idea, but it seemed it was I don't know, it just felt a little forced. And at the same time, the Sun is like looking through comics in the hero section. Then he looks over at the villain section. I like that the comic book store had it broken up from heroes to villains. Chris's comics just has it in alphabetical order. Um Based on what company you, you want to see. Which makes more sense. But he looks over at this villain. It happens to pick up one villain. And it's like, how was this villain created? It came from his parents. So the, Bruce Willis' son is thinking, hmm. If this guy villain was created from his parents. And they think he's a comic book. Maybe, maybe his parents had something to do with his creation. Again, another leap. But I accepted it. Um, so... Sarah Paulson has them all and she says, Listen, this is what's gonna happen. We have a great procedure that we're going to use to um to get away to to release you from having this feeling. You won't be thinking you're a hero anymore. You'll just go back to having a normal life and everything will be fine. And um they kind of didn't, you know, Bruce Willis is like, oh, I don't know what's going on with me, and James McAvoy is questioning and Sam Jackson, the guy who was in a catatonic, catatonic state, well, it turns out he isn't. He shows up at James McAvoy's room one night, and he's like, listen, uh, is the beast for real? I, I want to get out of here. We're going to get out of here tomorrow. Now, that he was caught on camera doing this, so they realize, hey, you're not in a catatonic state. Sorry, buddy, you're going to have that uh, procedure done tonight or tomorrow. So they bring him in the room, and they give him the procedure, and... Everything seems to be fine because he's back to being catatonic and not really into in a good spot. A security guard comes in and is like, hey, man. Hey, Elijah. Uh, how's it going? Um, what's, you know, how you doing, buddy? And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, why are these pictures all crooked? And then all of a sudden he sits down and <laughs> real quick, uh, Sam Jackson slices his neck with a piece of glass. A piece of glass. And he's like, I couldn't find the right piece because he, he probably broke all the frames and hung the pictures back up. Found the right piece of glass, slipped this guy's throat. Then we get a little flashback of um, him kind of setting up that night where he um, wanted, I guess, to be seen. But he he looked ahead and went into the room where the machine was that was going to give him the procedure and removed this big piece of it. So that it wouldn't do anything to him. So the, the procedure did nothing to him. So he was fine. So he goes into, uh, apparently this whole hospital has one security guard in that wing. So once they kill this guy, all they have to do is worry about until the next guy comes. So Sam Jackson goes and breaks out, um, uh, what's his name, uh, James McAvoy's character. And he goes, then he goes to Bruce Willis's character and gets on the microphone and says, Bruce Willis, listen up. You need to get out of here. There are a lot of people who are going to die. We're going to this brand new building that's being built in Philadelphia. It's going to be thousands of people there, and we're going to wreak havoc. There's a chemical plant on that building. We're going to use it to b- blow up the building unless you can get there and save this. Because Sam Jackson, all he cares about is like creating this world of superheroes. He doesn't really care about blowing these people up. He just wants to use it. He doesn't even care about about uh, about... James McAvoy. He just wants Bruce Willis to fight James McAvoy and the world to see that these real superhero characters are out there and they're real. And they never get to the building. Spoiler alert. So Sam Jacks... um, Bruce Willis breaks out of the steel door and that's caught on camera. And um, Bruce... Sam Jackson before all this happens does something to the security rooms Because again, there's only one security guard. Types all this stuff in. Types all this code in super fast. And then... They I'm recapping the whole movie, aren't I? Well, whatever. And then uh he he and James McAvoy get out. James McAvoy's fighting security guards, fighting police officers, and then Bruce Willis shows up with his raincoat because he went down to the uh to the evidence room to get his belongings and all he cared about was a chain and his raincoat. Sam Jackson is in a cool suit and shit's about to go down. I'm I'm I'm, you know, making I'm summarizing things. I skipped over some things, but that's fine. Um, so, all of a sudden, uh, what's his name? Sam Jackson's mother, Bruce Willis's son, and James McAvoy's final girl show up at the same place, at, at the hospital at the same time. Um, and they're like, the son's like, no, this isn't right. And he discovered something because he was researching... Um, What's his name, James McAvoy? I want to say his name is something, Warren Wallace Crumb. And he was researching him, and he found out something about his father. And he told him, right, Bruce Willis, right then, or James McAvoy, no, this isn't what you want. This man doesn't care about you. He's talking about uh, Sam Jackson. He doesn't care about you. In fact, you were on the train, the same train. Your dad was on the same train that day. So it turns out that James McAvoy's dad was on the same train As Bruce Willis was, back in Unbreakable, he died. Bruce Willis survived. He died and left James McAvoy alone with an abusive mother who turned James McAvoy uh, into the crazy dude he was, and the mentally ill dude he was. The dad was reading about um, multiple personality disorder, so he's probably going to a conference or studying it or he was a doctor or something. But uh, because his dad wasn't there, he was left alone with his mentally ill mother who was really abusive to him. And that turned him into what he is today. So Sam Jackson's like, I didn't, I, I didn't, it was a coincidence, a happy coincidence the way he said it. Now he, earlier in the movie, he read a file and had like a gasp that obviously what he saw was this. Um, he was like, you know, that train was uh helped create uh David an overseer that day. And also helped create you the horde. Um, it just took 19 years difference. Uh But, James McAvoy wasn't having anything of it. He knows that uh, that Sam Jackson has brittle bones, so he just crunches his shoulder, punches him in the chest, and basically, basically kills him. Doesn't kill him yet, but he's still alive. So then fighting, fighting, fighting goes on, um, and be- James is like, we're going to finish this at Nakatomi Plaza. I know it's not Nakatomi Plaza, but it was a Japanese name and of the name of the buildings, and Bruce Willis is involved, so I said that. Um, so he starts to leave and the girl comes up. She's like, no, don't come back. Um, and she tries to ease him back, ease him back. And she does ease him back. And then she turns and a red light is on him and he gets shot. He bleeds. He's dead. Uh, meanwhile, the security guards come up and they grab Bruce Willis and they start holding him under a puddle, holding him under a puddle, holding him under a puddle. And he's almost dead. Now here's the weird thing. So first they show the security guard, they show someone shoot James McAvoy and he's got a shamrock tattoo on his wrist. Then they show these guys beating the crap out of Bruce Willis and they have shamrock tattoos on their, on their wrist. And I'm thinking, okay, all of a sudden there's something else that's happening here. What is going on? Why? The first time, okay, maybe the first time I'm thinking, am I supposed to know who that is? The second time I'm thinking, okay, these guys are together. And then Sarah Paulson, the doctor comes up and says, David, I think that's his name. Take my hand. She wants him to see this i think she wanted him to see that you this is what i really am and you lose she goes to reach for his hand and you see the shamrock tattoo on her wrist he touches her and he has a vision of her in a restaurant with all these other people the people close the door and some people leave the restaurant and then she says okay it's only us now and i think that's all they show in that vision and she starts to explain because that's what villains do. She, she turns out she's the villain. She explains she's from a secret agency or maybe she explained this to uh the other woman. I don't know, but she did explain at some point and then they kept holding Bruce Willis down. Bruce Willis down. He drowned. He's dead. So she says, you know, these characters, these people, we have to convince them that they're not real. If we don't, you know, then it upsets the balance of things. And we've been doing things, we've been doing things this way for 10,000 years. Things have been working out and we're, you know, we, we try to offer them the, uh, the, the cure first or whatever they want to call it. Um, but you know, basically she works for a, a, a society or an agency or a business or some sort of conglomerate, something that goes around searching for people with superheroes to either kill them or to suppress them or to convince them that they're not real. Um, And they've been doing this for a while, I guess. Um, And it's been working because no one knows these things exist. Now, you think that's the twist. And it is sort of a twist. But here's the thing. When Sam Jackson was dying, um, you know, his mother's like, you talked about this being the, uh, you know, the showdown or the, you know, the big, she was talking comic book terms because apparently that's all they do. And he's like, it wasn't about a showdown or something like that. He said, this was an origin story. And then he died. And you're thinking, an origin story for who? An origin story for Sam Jackson? No, he's dead. James McAvoy? No, he's dead. Bruce Willis? No, he's dead. It must be uh, an origin story for this evil corporation that Sarah Paulson works for, the Shamrock Corporation. That's the origin story? No. So things settle down. Uh, she tells the hospital, you know, the things we saw today, it's best for the families if we never repeat them again. And she goes to, another, again, a restaurant to talk to all these people that are in her corporation and tell them, you know, what we did, it worked out. We offered, we tried to do them this, but things are taken care of. And I, I will do what I always do. I'll go on to the next city or the next place and look for more people to do this too. Um, and she goes to a comic book store. I don't know why she goes to a comic book store. That's where I'm like, why is she at a comic book store? She, I, th- I think she go she went there to try to, over, to overhear an eavesdrop on kids talking about perhaps superheroes in the neighborhood. I don't know. That's my guess. Seems pretty flimsy. But she goes there, and there's these two comic book, you know, the stereotypical comic book nerds in the back. And, of course, they say exactly what needs to be said for her to think, to realize, uh-oh. So... She's like, um, the kids are like, you don't understand the mastermind. He, you know, you think, you think you've completed him because he never tells you the full story and you don't realize that what he you had planned the whole time. And she's like, wait, what? She r- realizes she rushes back to the hospital and is like, where's all the footage for the, um, Where's all the footage? The, the all the security footage. Oh, it's been deleted, right? Yes. Well, can you check if anything's been saved or downloaded? And the guy's like tapety tap 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 on his computer, and he's like, strange. Everything that every, all the footage was downloaded to a secret website. And she's like, oh, and she walks away and goes, oh shit. She told Sam Jackson earlier, um, I have a hundred security cameras set up in this building, so that we know where you go at all times. You can't get away. So if you ever try to get away, you can't. And remember he was found on the security cameras. But what she did was she told him there were security cameras. So what did he do? He used that against them. He set everything up so that he could be seen. He set everything up so that Sam Jackson could I mean that Bruce Willis would smash open the door and be seen on camera. So that James McAvoy would be climbing on the walls and be seen on camera. So that he took the basement for more cameras. So that he, there would be, uh, so that James McAvoy would murder all these monsters. I think he ate one dude's face outside too. Murder all these mon- these these cops or oh, these security guards. So that would be caught on camera, and all the footage outside caught on camera. The going in the water, but coming out of this giant water tank, fighting, fighting, running like an animal, flipping over cars, everything caught on camera, and then and it was out of their hands. It was sent to three people: Sam Jackson's mom that victim girl who for some reason really likes James McAvoy now and Bruce Willis's son. Now they're a team of, they're a team of misfits, I guess, who got together, um, uploaded this, everything to the internet, shared it with a bunch of places, then met for coffee at a trains at a train station. I'm going to say, you know, kind of, um, fitting unbreakable train session. Uh, so that they could kind of sit and watch people and wait to see what happens. They went to the most public place they could think of, I suppose, um, to see people. And it was a couple hours later and they're like, well, when do we, and all of a sudden people start looking at their phone, blink, blink, blink. And everyone sees it at once. They back away. You see, it's on the news, uh, that, you know, there are, and Sam Jackson had a monologue also that, you know, there are, we are out there. There are people like this, us out there. There are special people. And maybe if they see this, they won't be afraid to come out and, you know, see that they're real and people will believe that they're real. So Sarah Paulson's company is basically their job of suppressing all this is moot. Now, hopefully there'll be more superheroes who come out in the future, not in these movies, just in general, in, in a future that we'll never see on film. And it turns out that the origin story is the origin story of superheroes. That's what I guess. That's my thinking. And that is glass. Um, Great movie, no enjoyable, yes, satisfying, yes. James McAvoy is friggin' awesome in this. The way he goes from character to character to character, where it's just like a, a change of the shoulders, a change of the face, just his posture. He it was he was great, great, great. Um, the 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 overdoing of showing the comic book and going to the comic book stores was a little weird, but I'll take it. Uh, The fact that Sam Jackson actually is responsible for Bruce Willis realizing he has powers and for James McAvoy getting his quote-unquote powers uh, was kind of cool. The Secret Society I thought was weird, but it worked out. Now, I don't know. I I, I don't think we're ever going to see anything again. I think these three characters are gone. Sarah Paulson's character is going to be off in the wind, I suppose, though there is this Shamrock Society. I don't know what they're called. I didn't read much trivia on this yet or anything, but again, enjoyable movie. I, maybe I talked too much about the plot. I don't know. Um, I don't see. I've been doing a TV show podcast too where I talk about the whole show and I forget last year that I talk about these movies, the whole plots. I don't know. I don't care. I just want to talk about this movie and I got everything out. Uh, and thank you for listening. This one's a This one's a longer one tonight. Anyway, folks, thank you. So much for listening. And, um, you know, we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five movies coming up. It's a work week, so it's a little harder. But the nice thing is, is I on Mondays and Wednesdays, I take the train in. So I'll be taking the train into Boston, and I'm going to be watching a movie that I'm already pretty set on what movie I'm going to be watching tomorrow, Wednesday as well. Tuesday, I'll be, I work from home. Thursday and Friday, I have off. So actually, it's not going to be that hard to watch movies at all. Forget what I said. Forget what I said. Forget what I said. Uh, folks, that was Glass, M. Night Shyamalan's latest movie. Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson, James McAvoy, and Sarah Paulson. A sequel to Split and Unbreakable. I liked it, though I know why it wasn't very great. I'm happy I finally saw it, and I can't wait to see what I'm going to be watching this week. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mentality. If you want, you could then take a screenshot of that Instagram and text it to your dad and make fun of me. I know someone who did that, and ugh, it hurt. It hurt a little, just a little. But that's cool. That's cool. I can take it. I'm a man. I'm a man child. Um, Facebook, Fans Not Experts, and the website is slash movie month. But really, if you just go to fansnotexperts.com, you'll see everything. You can follow along with all 30 movies. Uh, we got two down to 28 to go. So until tomorrow, my friends, here for you is my theme song. This is my podcast, I made it. Geek Mentality's what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time and I'm kinda handsome. My mom says... Please listen and please subscribe At please listen to this episode. Fans not experts.